Welcome to the Art of Faith podcast. I'm Joshua Kapczynski. Art of Faith is brought to you by Granite Creek Studios, and we're excited to announce a brand new show, which is called You Have Got to See This Movie, hosted by our creative director and industry professional, Jim LeJudice. In addition, his his co-host is Pastor Michael Jones, who is a pastor and film buff, and so they get together and they talk about films. It incorporates faith and a lot of fun, so I want to encourage you guys to watch it. Give it a, give it a look, give it a listen. Uh, the link to that will be in this feed. I also want to make you aware of a couple of other things that are going on that you might want to be involved in. Uh, we are a nonprofit, and we want to encourage you to support Granite Creek Studios. One way that you can do that is by giving directly. The other thing that you can do, which is kind of new and exciting at this moment, we're in the current uh, stage of developing a new outdoor wedding chapel gardens called Granite Creek Gardens. You can participate in that project by purchasing a brick, or even purchasing a memorial tree. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous outdoor wedding venue, and maybe you'd like to commemorate or memorialize a loved one or just have a family brick uh, and have a little ownership in the project. So more on that in the future, but there's a couple of things that are super exciting. One more plug. Uh, again, this is a nonprofit and one of the ways that we would like to finance this production and the studios is that everything that you see in the studio is for sale. Uh, I probably shouldn't uh, pitch uh, the you've got to see this movie props yet, but uh, well, everything's got a price. So if you see something, maybe even uh, I'm looking at it right now, even the uh, Eddie Murphy signed autograph. I don't think Michael Jones will let that go, but maybe he would if the price is right. Anyway, so those are the ways that you can support this channel, and I hope that it's an encouragement to you, and I uh, hope that you're you're getting something out of it. All right, today's topic, we're in a series called Who is Jordan Peterson? I've been saying this for, for a while. He's an important public figure, clinical psychologist, and I believe that what he has to say is actually important for the local church as well. His writings are challenging and thought-provoking. Um, they are, they hold a deep level of truth, and they're sometimes hard to process. Um, his his writings and teachings are are at times difficult for us to grasp because we don't want to deal with the truth inside of ourselves. So his twelve rules for life is a book that you might be tempted to throw across the room because you agree with it, but at the same time you don't like what he's saying. But that's actually a good thing. I actually have a number of books in my in my library that um, I have, you know, written bad words in the columns because uh, the the truth that is being uh, spoken about is something that I don't want to deal with myself. And and Peterson has got this uh, this amazing way of of encouraging encouraging you, but holding you accountable at the same time. I, I, again, I think it's great for the local church. Um, today's rule. He's got twelve rules. We're on rule number nine. Today's rule is assume that the person that you are listening to might know something that you do not. Like all of his chapters, it seems like a very simple concept to understand. 
okay, so if you're talking with somebody, you know, have a little bit of humility and maybe think that whoever you're talking to at whatever um, level, whatever sociological level, intellectual level, educational level, just assume that maybe, maybe somebody knows something that you do not. Now, it seems like a no duh, and a, and it seems like okay, yeah, I think I could grasp that that practice because sometimes when I'm listening to people, I uh, I listen down to them, or I I you know, and, and we're all guilty of this. Um, but to really open yourself up to say that maybe somebody has an opinion or an idea that maybe I haven't even considered yet. So, for example, let's just say you're having a conversation uh, with a homeless person. You know, you pull over the side of the road and you're going to give somebody a meal or, you know, a couple of bucks because they're holding up a sign. Now, it would be a challenge to listen to them. I would encourage you to do so. Now, not to just listen to them because, well, you just want to, hear their story, but maybe, just maybe, you could learn something from somebody who has a different experience or a different perspective. Can you learn something from a homeless person? I think that you can. Uh, Obviously, you don't want to make the same decisions that they did, and you don't want to live a lifestyle that will lead you to poverty, but a lot of times, if you listen, they will tell you why they ended up in the spot that they are in. And and that might provoke something inside of you to say, oh, I need to not do what they are doing. And again, not in a condescending way, but just assume that somebody um, knows something that you do not. Pastors are the worst at this, I believe, because pastors think that we know everything because we have a direct line to God. You get a bunch of pastors together and you got a big, you know, big boy pee fest going on. And so what I've learned over the years is that whenever I'm around other faith leaders, like I I choose to be receptive and open to what other people have to say and what other you know, maybe a denominational difference, or maybe even a theological difference. Maybe, you know, maybe, and, and again, you know, if you've been watching the show, I use Baptist as my one of my illustrations, because I, at one point I didn't like Baptist, and then God did a work in my heart, and now I love Baptist. One of my best friends is a Baptist. Uh, he used to be the co-host of this show until he retired and moved off. But Maybe you can maybe you can learn something from somebody from another denomination or a different expression of faith, um, and I would just say like you know like I'm pretty confident in my convictions, pretty confident in my theology, and pretty confident in my expression of faith, my practices. But I'm humble enough to know that in my expression of faith, that maybe I don't know everything, that. You know, through humility, I I need to be receptive to other points of view and other uh, other um, perceptions, other vantage points. There's different facets to faith, and there's different facets to, to to spirituality that we all should consider. So, 
the the attitude of the heart, and we don't need Jordan Peterson to tell us this, is one of a, of a humble, a humble heart, a humble ear, somebody that's willing to listen, somebody that is, uh, what the scriptures would say, slow to speak and eager to listen, um, slow to give a, a response, but just being open to to hear, and it's definitely a biblical principle. Now, of course, Peterson being the the mind that he is, the psychologist that he is, he takes this concept to an even deeper level of, um, I guess in popular culture, we would call it active listening. And that um, when you're in a conversation with somebody that it needs to be dynamic, it can't just be one way. Again, preachers are the worst at this because we like to preach at people instead of listening and hearing people. Um, so in a conversation, uh, Peterson will say is that there needs to be a very dynamic not only not only the person speaking or communicating, but actually the person listening needs to be just as dynamic. And that, in essence, that the communication needs to go both ways. He will say something that I, I find very profound and very thought provoking. Is, is that people need to speak. And one of the things that we learned uh, during the pandemic, and when not just the pandemic, but just in the isolation of people, we know that people need to speak. And when community was cut off and people didn't have avenues to talk, maybe, you know, at church or, you know, in Bible studies and, and even in the grocery stores, when people didn't ha- have the ability to speak, it seems as if their anxiety levels went up and, and their frustration of life intensified and it just things just got harder. And we didn't necessarily know why people were freaking out emotionally. And after reading this chapter, it just says, yeah, well, because they didn't have, they didn't have the platform to speak. So when you are speaking, you're actually working out your problems. You need to hear yourself speak. So people that speak, they speak so so that how, that's how they think. So speaking is actually a process of thinking. Uh, people don't think they they wander and they then they people that aren't thinking that aren't speaking they're going to wander around and they're going to find themselves in, in in a pit so one of the one of the ways to think about it is people that are lost in isolation that isolate themselves from people and communities that are not speaking in essence they're not thinking through the things and then they find themselves stuck in a dark pit bible the the psalmist or even maybe yeah, actually, David says that I found myself in the muck and the mire. And he finds himself stuck in a pit uh, when he's isolated from his community, when he's on the run, when you know he's being hunted down, he's alone, and he's alone and afraid. He's finding himself in a pit. So when people think, uh, they they simulate what is going on in their world and how to act in it. So when you're thinking, you're thinking through abstractly what in the world is going on and maybe how you're even to respond. So it's an imagination. We use our imaginations to role play what is going on in in, in our relationships and in the world. So we, I think that we have the ability to do this above any other creature and that we can create abstractly and think about what's going to take place in the future. 
people think um, they think out loud, and then it's it's very important that they're speaking it out loud. Um, now, most people most people have conversations with themselves. Scriptures say that that's a good thing. We see David talking to himself quite often. He'll call himself self, I'll say, or call himself soul. He'll speak directly to his soul. And that, like, that is a vital key to spiritual health, emotional health, is a healthy self-talk or thinking and talking to yourself. So one of the ways that we can know that we are in a healthy relationship with others is that are we in a healthy relationship uh, with ourselves? Because I think about that for a second. How is your relationship with yourself? So most people think that they're thinkers, but the truth is, is that most people, when they think, they're actually not thinking in a healthy way. They're self-criticizing themselves. So I know that I'm not in a good headspace if I'm thinking and talking to myself, but I'm thinking and calling myself bad names, like I'll, or you know, I'll I'll do some self-talk in the car when I'm driving from point A to point B, and I say, "Josh, you're such an idiot. You forgot to get the milk once again. Mako sent you to the grocery store for cheese, bread, and milk." And you only had three things to get, and you forgot the milk, the most important thing. You are an idiot. And so that 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 self-talk, that uh, self-criticism, that's not thinking. That's toxic. And so we've got to get that out of our inner dialogue where we're, we need to quit self-criticizing ourselves. We do need to have some healthy self-reflection. We, need, we do need to honestly address the areas in our life that we know need attention. Sometimes we do this, you know, I don't know, we're watching, you know, some self self help videos. Maybe like this one. So maybe, you know, maybe you're watching this right now for a little self help, a little motivation. Uh, you want to apply these 12 rules to life. And so you're watching this and you're thinking about it and then you begin to talk to yourself. Like, yeah, self, I need to talk to myself and I need to do so in a healthy way. So one of the things that we that we need to do when we talk to ourselves is we do need to encourage ourselves. And now this is probably the tricky part. We need to listen to ourselves. Now how do you listen to yourself? Well, I'm not quite sure what Mr. Peterson or or Sigmund Freud or Carl Jung would say, but biblically like we need to listen to our souls. We need to listen, listen to the heartbeat of our spirit, if you will. And if we're constantly criticizing ourselves, then we won't be able to listen to ourselves. And so leaning in and spiritually listening to ourselves and what our soul needs, well, that that's that's some power for some transformation right there. So do you know do you know what your soul needs? Have you listened to yourself lately? Do you do you if you are a believer then the holy spirit resides inside of you. Holy spirit is the deepest part of who you are or your spirit is the deepest part of who you are and the holy spirit is has a relationship with your spirit. 
But it's the hardest thing in the world to see because we can't see our spirit. We can't even understand our spirit, can't even understand what the Holy Spirit is half the time. But we know that they're working together inside of you in in a dynamic way. So can you hear the spirit direct your soul? Do Do you hear what it wants and what it needs? So if you're transformed from the inside out, the Holy Spirit's going to direct your spirit to shape up and to tell your soul to say, all right, we need to work on this negative emotion. Okay, we need to work on this anger. Okay, we need to work on you know, this greedy thing that you got going on. We need to work on this petty attitude. Uh, we need to work on this area of lust. So there's a different, there's a number of ways that the Spirit speaks to our emotions, that speaks to our souls, that directs us. And that's like a vital strength to have. And it's hard. Like, it is really hard to listen to yourself. It's hard for you to take instruction from yourself. Because the truth of the matter is, you know exactly what you need. You know exactly um, the steps that you need to take to be either the better person or to step into God's calling and to to be a better um, representative of, of Jesus Christ in the here and now. Like, we know what we need to do, but we just need to listen to ourselves and so that we can activate. It's not necessarily motivation, but to activate discipline. So self-criticism is, is definitely a toxic thing, but self-thinking, uh, true thinking is very rare. Like the active thinking mind is actually very rare to, to step into that, that discipline. And the same applies to actually listening. Active thinking is very rare. Active listening is equally as rare. For example, uh, if you are married and, well, this is probably more of a guy thing. I think this is a guy thing. And, you know, your spouse presents a problem and you're actually listening, right? So your your, your spouse presents the problem. What is the guy's reaction? The husband's reaction. The husband's reaction is to immediately try to solve that problem. I hear you, honey. Well, you need to do step A, step B, step C. You need to make that phone call. You need to talk to this person. Like so, in in our mind, like whenever we are listening to a problem, our our goal is to solve that problem. Again, this is generally a guy situation, problem solvers, right? But that form of listening is not true listening. True listening will be the skill to listen to your spouse without trying to solve the problem or mansplain the situation. So true listening is even rare. And, well, honestly, I can't quite tell you how to do it because I'm probably failing at this currently in in my relationship. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to be focused. I'm trying to say... You know, yes, honey, I understand that would, you know, that would make me feel, you know, upset as well. So, you know, we have to be active listeners, not only to ourselves, but our own personal relationships and not try to be condescending, mansplain um, or womansplain, uh, not look down on individuals because, you know, they just don't get it. Sometimes people just need to be listened to. 
they need a, um, a healthy avenue to vent. And, and a good listener will listen. Peterson's amazing because, again, he's a, cynic, he's a clinical psychologist. And I would probably think that if I went to go see him and I presented all of my you know, emotional and psychological problems to him, like me as a guy, like I would want him to give me a checklist of all the things that I need to do to either fix myself, you know, whatever medications I would need to take. Like I would want, I would want the doctor to prescribe a prescription to fix the problem. But Pete, and that would, that's definitely a Freudian approach and that's a Western medical approach, but Peterson's approach is different. Like this would probably drove me nuts because you're paying you know, you're paying to see a psychologist to fix your problems, right? Peterson would just sit there and just listen. Like, the guy is the most brilliant guy. He's got all the answers in the world. He knows how people think. He knows what makes people tick. Like, he'll be able to read you in a second and tell you exactly what's going on. And yet, what he does in his clinical practice is he just sits there and he just listens for a good hour or two. Let's everybody, like... Let's them get it out. And then they begin to think and they begin to speak and then they begin to process. And through the thinking, through the speaking, and he will make them repeat back. He will actually make them solve their own problems in the context of a counseling session. Like I think that that would probably drive me nuts because I'm like, well, what do I need you for if I'm just, you know, thinking and then speaking and then you're just listening and then I solve my own problems. Why am I paying you, you know, $200 an hour for this session? So, but you see, he understands the power of thinking and speaking and then eventually listening to yourself solve your own problems. Brilliant. Annoying, but brilliant. You can understand why I... I've thrown the book across the room. So let me let me end on that. Let me end on the power of true listening and the power of true speaking. Of when we are listening to those that are around us that are involved in our lives, or whether loved ones or people that we work with, that we're that we're present. Because people know when you're not present that you're present and that you're actively listening. And then when we speak, either when we're either speaking to ourselves or speaking to individuals, like the words that we are speaking, are they words of life or are they are we speaking down at people? Um, I don't know, Some there was some woke verbiage came out a while ago are we punching down on people like we don't want to we don't want to speak down on people we don't want to mansplain we don't want to be condescending we don't want to be bossy but we need to listen and choose our words wisely and speak life into a situation instead of speaking judgment into a situation and are there when we're when we're either speaking or listening I think humility is just the path to success and growth. Because when you're humble, when you're humbly listening, then you're open and receptive to the other person. When you're humbly speaking and communicating, you're leaving room for people to respond and to 
to grasp hold of what, what you're saying. You are inviting them into a process. You're inviting them in, into your mind, into your thinking process. So anyway, that's we'll, we'll wrap up with that. So I'll just encourage you to be active, true listeners and, and active, true speakers, speaking truth and love without judgment or condensation. Condensation is a watery word. Without being condescending. There we go. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be on next time. Uh, again, I want to encourage you to uh, tune in to You Gotta See This Movie and um, help support the channel financially if you can. Uh, either buy my junk, run a 5K, buy a brick for the fundraiser. We'd love for you to partner with us in this. God bless you guys. See you next time. Peace.